Well, good evening. Good morning. Amen. Well, we're going to be um, sharing tonight again on faith. And um, we've been looking at this the last few weeks, really talking on, on the message of faith. And um, for the last couple of weeks, I've been talking on confidence. And that's what I'm going to continue on talking again on tonight. But, you know, we've been really taking our basis over in um, Hebrews 11 and verse 1, where it says over there, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. And we've been looking really at that word substance there, and we've been looking at three meanings for that, for that word substance. First of all, we've seen that the word substance, it means tangibility. And we, we were looking at, you know, that faith is tangible. And faith manifests what God has provided for us in grace. So it's, it's a substance. Now, we looked at that a few weeks ago. And, and, and then we looked as well at that faith is a, is a substance as in it's the title deed. And when you talk about the title deed, that is a, a legal document. And it is proof of ownership. And um, you know what? When we have faith, faith is all the proof you need. And we looked at that a few weeks ago, that faith is all the proof you need. And then la the other week, actually, it was about two weeks ago, we started looking at confidence. Because another meaning for substance is confidence as well. In actual fact, there's Bible translations that put it across this way. Now faith is the, or now faith is the confidence of your hope. Amen. Faith is the confidence of your hope. And you know what? We need to be people of confidence. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with having confidence. And we should have confidence. And actually, one of the trademarks of a person of faith is that they'll have confidence in their life. And I was looking last week and showing that when people are in faith, many times they're misunderstood. Because people get mixed up the difference between um, confidence and arrogance. Confidence is, biblically, when we talk about confidence, is when we take our confidence from the Lord. And we looked over in Psalms last week and we seen that the Lord is our confidence. We're not putting trust in ourselves. But you know, when you stand up and say what God's word says, sometimes to, to people that can look like you're being arrogant, that you're saying, you know what, I believe God is going to do something in, in my life. And some people hear that as like that we're telling God what to do. And many of you know we don't tell God what to do. But many of you know that God gave us his word. And God made a covenant with us. And the Bible says when God said, when he, when he spoke out of his mouth, that became a covenant. And he will not alter the thing that has gone forth out of his mouth. And if God says something, you can take it to the bank. And you can base your life upon it. And it gives you confidence. Okay, there's confidence that comes whenever you know that God is a God of his word. Okay, so we looked at that last week and we've seen that there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance um, stems out of a heart of pride. It's really a heart condition. And you know what? We don't have arrogance. We have confidence. Amen. Confidence is putting trust in God. Amen. Now, I'm going to continue on talking along those lines tonight. And I, I will actually, let me say this as well. We looked at King David at the end, last, the end of last, last week's uh, message. And you remember when we talked about King David, we seen that David had a humble heart. And that in actual fact, David was a man after God's own heart. And we looked at the story. Remember when the ark came back? You see, David loved the presence of God, and he knew that the, the ark represented God's presence. Presence, And the first thing that David did whenever he, got, he became king was he went and he brought the ark back. He brought the ark back. And when the ark came back, David danced with all of his might before the ark. And you know what? His wife looked out and seen him dancing and thought, you know, he's making an absolute fool of himself. He's shaming himself. He's shaming me. 
But David looked at it, no, I'm dancing before the Lord. And he was so glad. But David made this statement. He says, if you thought that was bad, he says, there's worse to come. He said, if you thought that was bad, I'll tell you, I'll be even worse. I'm going to dance with all of my might before the ark. And the Bible let us know there that David said, I'll abase myself. I'll abase myself. So we're talking there, David was a humble guy. He was humble of heart. But when you see David come up against Goliath, did he come up against him timid and shy? No, he came up against him confident. So you can be humble and confident. Amen. And that's the point that I was trying to bring out last week. David was a very confident man in God, not in himself. And you can see when David came before Goliath, he, he kept saying it was the Lord that would give him the victory. And I tell you, any victory in our life is because of him. Any breakthroughs in our life is because of him. All of the good things that happen in our life is because of him. We don't take the credit, but we have to trust him. And faith is the confidence of your hope. And so I want to continue on talking on confidence again um, this evening. But, but you know, and I really, I'm going to show like, how we have confidence and how confidence comes in our lives. Um, but you know, many uh, whenever you were young, okay, many whenever you're younger, even, did any of us ever watch Jim will fix it? Yeah. Okay. Now, when I was young, I used to love Jim will fix it. Okay, I used to love that 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 show. Jim will fix it for you. But how many of you know now? Jimmy Salvo's name is not a good name to cast out there. Yeah. But but whenever I was younger, he was the main celebrity. You know, like he was on top of the pops. Jim will fix it. That would have been a show I loved growing up because I always pictured myself, you know, writing in and going on to his, 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 his program and seeing one of my dreams come true. And then the magic chair and out would come the Jim will fix it badge. Remember, they just press a button and it would slide out. And it would basically, the, key, the catchphrase would have been, Jim, Jim fixed it for you. But you know what? That might mean something different today. You don't want to use his name today. But you know, here's the, and then I was thinking about it, you know, even as a child, I used to want to go on to his show, and I would say, you know, probably my parents would have trusted a good bit there for us to go on, like anybody would, because he had such a good reputation. You wouldn't have thought, you know, uh, about what we, what's come out now about him. But you know what, how many of you would trust him now? And do you know why? Here, here's the difference. And I'm not here to run down. So the man's dead now. And he, he, you know, there's a lot of things that happened in, in his life that weren't good. But I'm not here to talk about him. Okay. But what I'm saying is this. The more we've got to know him, the less confidence we've had in him. Does that make, that make sense? The more we've got to know him or know about him, know about his character, know about who he is, the less confidence we have in him. And you know, do you know, do you know what it is? It comes down to knowledge. And I'm going to share tonight that that you know what confidence comes through knowledge. And but you know, you flip that around and you think about you know, say for instance, like how many of you had a bad image of God growing up? How many, whenever you're growing up, maybe you thought God was Mr. Lightning Bolt and he was out to get you all the time. And if you just put a foot wrong, boy, he was going to get you. And it was a bad image of God. It was a wrong image, a wrong picture, a picture of like a grumpy old man who was, you know, always mad at you and just waiting for you to do something wrong. And then, you know, he would come down on you like a ton of, ton of bricks. And you know, that's, a, that's an image, you know, a wrong picture of God. But you know what? I know for me, from I give my life to Jesus and from I've got to know him, things have changed. My image of God has changed. How many of you see God as a loving father today? 
Amen. How many of you see God? God loves you. He, he knows every, every, every hair on your head. He knows, he knows everything about you. I'm telling you, He cares about you more than anyone. The Bible says you can cast your cure on Him because He cares for you. The more you, cure, the more you know God's care for you, the less you'll worry. Amen. Because you know Him. Many, many of you know Him a lot better today. And I can tell you, the more you know God, do you know what happens? The more confidence you have. Amen. The more confidence you have. You see, based on knowledge, like I'm saying there, like a man like Jimmy Savile, the more we know of him, the less, the less we have confidence because it can work either way. But you know what? The more I know of God, it's the flip side of that. The more confident I am in God, the more I trust him, the more I love him today. Um, you know, it's like, um, I was thinking about, you know, like even in, in government, you know, you have, you know, if you don't trust a politician or you don't trust a policy or whatever that is being, that, that is being brought in or, or trying to be passed through, you know, many times people have a vote of what? No confidence. They'll have a vote of no confidence. Do you know why? Because they maybe don't trust that person. And it, again, it comes down to knowing someone. Well, I want you to know the flip side of that. That's what I'm looking at here for a moment. The flip side of that is the more you know God, the more you will trust him. Amen. The more you know God, the more confidence you're going to have in God. Amen. And I want to just show a few scriptures here for a moment and just show you that, you know, when you, when you look at confidence, what is always attached to confidence is knowing and if you, want to, if you want to have confidence in God, do you know what the key is? The key is to know Him. Amen? Now, let me just say this here as well. In, in the book of John, there's a, a scripture where Jesus, Jesus talked about what eternal life is. How many know what eternal life is? What the Bible says eternal life is? No, we think of eternal life many times. We think eternal life is just existing forever and forever and forever. But how many of you know everybody's going to live forever and forever and forever? They're either going to be with him or they're not going to be with him. But everybody's going to live forever and forever and forever. Eternal life is not existing forever. Jesus said eternal life was to know the Father and to know Jesus. That's eternal life. Do you know what's going to make heaven heaven? It's not that you're going to be there forever. And it's not even that we're going to go to heaven forever and ever. We're coming back to earth. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But you know, but what's going to make eternity, eternity, is that we are going to live with God forever and forever and forever. Eternity without Jesus wouldn't be eternal life. Amen? And you know what? Eternal life is the privilege of getting to know God. And when you get to know God, you know what, you know what happens? You, you've, got to, you've got to get to know His heart. And you know what follows on in that? It's confidence. And that's what I just want to look at for a moment this evening. Because if you want to have confidence, or let me put it another way, if you want to have faith, that's what we've been talking about. If you want to have faith, get to know Him. Amen? Get to know Him. Let me just show you these couple of scriptures that will just, just highlight this. And, you know, here's, here's Paul. And if you look at Paul, Paul was a very confident person. And I'm not going to go into real depth in these here tonight. I want, I want to try and um, share a couple other things tonight. But I, I want to just hit these scriptures quickly. And just show that what comes, or how confidence comes. Confidence comes by knowing God. If you want to have confidence in your life, get to know Him. Make that the pursuit of your life. How many know you can, you, can, you can even have Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and not really press in to get to know his heart? Amen. 
But you know what? When you get to know him, do you know what comes? Faith comes. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or hearing by the revealed word of God, which is Jesus, which we looked at the other week. Let me, let me just read this out here in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 6. It says, wherefore, we are always confident. What? Confident knowing. We are always confident knowing. Do you see, when you know something, confidence comes. Okay, when you know something, confidence comes, and um, and then it goes. It goes on here. Paul says, "We are wherefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight." And then it says here, "We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord." I tell you, when you know God's word, you can be confident. And here was Paul here. Do you know what Paul is saying here? I'm confident. Confident. If I live in the body, I'm going to walk with God every day. I'm confident. But when I die, I'm going to be with Him. And many of you are confident to know that you're going to be with Him someday. Amen. That's a confidence. But you know where it comes through? Knowing. When you know something, confidence comes. Amen. Let's look at this scripture here. And again, I could spend more time in this, but I want to just highlight this and see it scripture after scripture. And, and the penny will drop. If you want to have confidence in God, get to know Him. Amen. Here's, here's an, an, another scripture here in Philemon. Philemon's a great, a great book. It's a, it's, it's a, if you ever want to read in the book, a book in the Bible and say, I'm going to read a, we're going to read a book before we go to bed, read Philemon. It's only one page. Amen. One chapter. <laughs> um, it's, but here in verse 21, it says here, having confidence. This is Paul talking to Philemon here. It says, having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, what? Knowing. See, the reason Paul had confidence in Philemon was because he knew the man. He knew his heart. He knew what he would do. And, and the story here was Philemon had, had a, a servant who done a runner. And um, he wasn't a good servant, but he'd done a runner. And then he, um, he met Paul in prison. And he, he ends up, he, get, he gets saved. And his life is turned around. And he's not the man he used to be. Jesus will change your life. But Paul now is sending this servant back. He called him Onesimus. He's sending him back to, to Philemon. And Paul's saying he's not coming back the way that he left. He's coming back different. And Paul's basically saying how to receive him. But Paul knew that Philemon would have received Onesimus right. Do you know why? Because Paul knew Philemon's character. And he knew he would do the right thing. But do you know why Paul had confidence? Because he knew him. Amen. Over here in Psalms 9, and verse, um, and verse 9, it says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And it says here, And they that know thy name will put their trust. And the word trust here is confidence. They that know thy name. When you know God's name, do you know what follows on after that? He'll put your confidence in him. When you know him, amen, when you know him, you will trust him. When you know him, you'll have confidence in him. Amen. You'll have confidence in him. Amen. I'm, I'm so glad I know him tonight. I'm so glad I know his heart. I'm so glad I know who he is. I'm so glad I know what he's like. I'm so glad that I know his love. I'm so glad I know his grace tonight. I'm so glad I know that he's for me and not against me. Amen. I'm so glad he's on my side. I'm so glad he's not my enemy. Amen. I'm so glad he fights against my enemies. 
Amen. See, it's in that why does that happen? That comes by knowing Him. And when you know Him, what it breeds in your life is confidence. Amen. If you think God's against you, you don't know Him. If you think He's opposed to you, you don't know Him. If you think He's, he, he's working against you, you don't know Him. If you think He's bringing things into your life to humble you, you don't know Him. Amen. You don't know Him. Amen. He's a good God. We're thinking about He's a good, good Father, and then sometimes you won't do that. But I'm telling you, He is a good, good Father. Amen. But, but you'll put your confidence in Him when you know His name. When you know Him. Look over here and um, I have a scripture. I mustn't have put it in there. But in, in, in um, Philemon chapter 3. Have it there. Not Philemon. Philemon. Uh, Philippines. <laughs> Philippines chapter 3. And it says here in verse 3. It says here, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence what? in the flesh. We have no confidence in the flesh. And I'll, I'll share a wee bit about that in a, in a second. But you know what? We don't put confidence in the flesh. We're not trusting in ourselves. Paul was a confident person, okay? But Paul didn't put his confidence in himself. But Paul had probably more bragging rights really than anybody if he wanted to put trust in himself. But Paul learned something. The flesh profits nothing. Paul learned that it's not about how good I am. Amen. It's not about how strong I am. I mean, you know, it's not about how strong you are. Some people trust in their own strength. And I'll show you in a second. Some people trust in their own ability. But I don't care how strong you are. You'll always come to a place where you know you are not strong enough. Amen. And it's, it's, it's smart to learn that quick. It's smart to learn that you can't, but he can. It's smart to learn that you can't. It's, it's smart to learn that you're not smart enough. That you don't have it all together. There's not a one of us have it all together. None of us have it all together. We're all going to blow it from time to time. We're all going to make mistakes from time to time. And I guarantee you, if you put your trust and your confidence in the flesh, you are going to be let down over and over and over again. And then you know you're not that strong. In and off yourself. Any of you ever trusted in yourself and then you end up... Oh, many of you have ever said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. And you do the very thing you said you're not going to do. Because you can't trust the flesh. The flesh ha has a limit that is just going to let you down every single time. It's better not to walk trusting in the flesh. Amen. Don't never, tr never put trust in how strong you are. Never say, I'm strong enough. Let me tell you, you need his strength in your life every day. The day you get up and say, I'm strong enough, I can take it from here. You've just stepped into the flesh and that flesh is going to let you down. And Paul learned, I have no confidence. Paul said, I couldn't, I could, I could boast about myself because on bragging terms, I'm probably doing better than any one of you. But Paul said, I don't trust in this flesh because that's a recipe for disaster. This will let me down. Amen. And I, I want you to know, don't trust in the flesh. That's why we looked last week, the Lord is my confidence. Amen. The Lord is my confidence. You don't, you don't have to be strong. You just have to know the one that's stronger than you. Amen. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't need to know how to do everything. You just need to know the one that can do everything. And throw your hands up and wave a white flag and say, I can't, but you can. Amen. It's not about how strong we are. 
Amen. But Paul said here, I don't put any confidence in the flesh. And he said it again. Um, and down in verse 9 it says, But we, uh, but be, uh, sorry, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And look what he says here, that I might what? know him. I want, I want you to know what the pursuit of Paul's life was was to know him. Paul said, I'm not, I'm not putting trust in me. And I'm not trying to figure out how strong I am. I'm not trusting in myself. I don't, I don't trust in my own righteousness. I don't trust in my own goodness. I trust in the righteousness of Christ. And then he says that I might know him. Amen? That I might know him. Here's the thing about Paul. Paul was a very confident man. And you just read... But you read of his life. You know, Paul made statements like this. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But you know, he personalized that. You know, he was very confident. Knowing God would look after him. Knowing God would take care of him. Do you know why? Because he pressed in to know him. Amen. And you know, the key for our life is to get to know him. Don't know about him. Get to know him. What does it say in Moses? It's, well, it said of the children of Israel, the children of Israel knew the acts of God. But what about Moses? Moses knew the ways of God. Amen. Amen. They knew his acts. Moses knew his ways. What does that simply mean? It means that Moses knew him. Moses got to know God. Amen. What does it say about Abraham? Abraham was the friend of God. Amen. Man, you can say you're his friend. Oh. Friend of God tonight. Of Enoch. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Do you know what? That should be the pursuit of our life. To walk with him. To know him. To know his ways. Amen. To walk with him on a day-to-day -day basis. And know him personally. Not know about him. Amen. Know him personally. And it's not, I always say, it's not about even knowing the principles of God's Word. It's knowing the God off the principles. That's more important. And I know we, we need to study and we're learning. We're showing things in faith and we're going to show a lot of things over the next couple of weeks. But you know what? It's more important to know the God off the principles than to know the principles. Amen? Get to know His heart. When you know Him, trust comes. When you know Him, confidence comes. And when you know Him, do you know what kicks in? Yeah, it kicks in all of that faith and everything, all of that confidence in Him. Because you know Him. Look over here for a second in, um, in the book of Acts. This is right at the very end of the book of Acts. And you look in the book of Acts and you see all of the great exploits of Paul and what he went through. Uh, I mean, Paul's life was like Indiana Jones. Anytime I read Paul's life, that's just what I think. He's getting let down out of the city in a basket to escape. There's a great story where Paul went down to the docks and pretended he was getting on a boat. And then he turned around and went another way. And you know what? Because people were following him. There was people that made vows that they would kill him before they would eat again. Boy, so they went a long time without food. I'd, I'd love to know, did they keep their vows? Because they never, they never got them. Paul was high and low, was at, at high points. He was at low points, but he never stopped trusting God. He was out 
free and then he'd be in prison, but he never stopped trusting God. He said there's times where I've been abased and there's other times that have been abound, but he was content, not content in a poverty mentality, but content knowing this, it doesn't matter what I have, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm never going to go under. I mean, you know there's times in your life where you won't have everything and there's times when you'll have more than enough. But you know what? It doesn't matter where you're at at that present moment in time. God can still meet your needs. God can still look after you. And you know what? Paul learned something. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And here's what it says of Paul here over in Acts. At the very end of the chapter, it says, it says that, um, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came unto him. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with what? With all confidence. Amen. God wants us to be confident. Amen. He wants us to be conf confident. There's a few other scriptures there that I um, missed. Let me just call, we'll call this one out. Over in um, 1 John 5 and verse 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, that's getting to know him. Amen. What happens? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Let me tell you, when you know God's will and you pray God's will, you can have confidence. Knowing that he hears you. Amen. Oh, praise God. Um, confidence comes through knowing God. That's how it comes. It doesn't come any other way. You want to have confidence in your life? Get to know him. Walk with him on a day-to-day -day basis. There's no shortcut to that. There's no shortcut to getting to know him. If you want to get to know anybody, do you know what you have to do? You have to spend time with them. If you want to get to know any, anybody, you have to listen to their words. You have to hear their heart. And I, I want you to know, if you want to get to know Jesus in your life, you need to spend time with him. You need to spend time with his words. You need to, you need to, you need to spend time with him on a day-to-day -day basis. And a byproduct of that is faith automatically comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You spend time with him, do you know what happens? Faith comes. Amen? Faith comes. Praise God. Amen. Now, let me just read this scripture out and I'm going to show something tonight. I'm going to show three areas here for a moment. And then I'm just going to talk a few things out and we'll close this evening. But I want to show three areas here where people can put confidence. But the Bible lets us know to put confidence in the Lord. Make the Lord your confidence. Amen. Make the Lord your confidence. Look over here, Jeremiah for, um, chapter 9, verse, verse 23. It says, Thus saith the Lord, it says here, Let, let not the wise man glory in his, what? In his wisdom. Okay. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. And it says, let not the rich man glory in his riches. And it says here, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Amen. See, that's where confidence comes. If you're going to glory, if you're going to boast, if you're going to stand in confidence, make sure your confidence is the Lord. Amen. Make sure your confidence is in the Lord. And let me, let me just reiterate this again. If you're a person of faith, you're going to be misunderstood. It's just the way it is. 
There's not, a, there's not a world shaker that has ever come through this world and made a difference. Whether that's in, in the pulpit, whether that's in business, whether that's in their home and family, whether that's in, on a job, whether that's in the arena of sports, or whatever, a world shaker for Jesus. There hasn't been one that hasn't been misunderstood. There hasn't been one that hasn't been looked upon that they are trying to say that they are something. Because of, they, because of how they talk. Because of the boldness that they have in their God. But you know what? There is a major difference as we looked at between confidence and arrogance. And you know what? We're not arrogant people. We're not trusting in ourselves. We're trusting in Him. Amen? And everything that we have in our life is because of Him. Because of His goodness. Because of His faithfulness. Because of His care. Amen? And, and, and that's what it comes down to. But here's three arenas where people can, can put confidence. First one is wisdom. Wisdom. Now, that doesn't affect me too much. Okay? <laughs> I'm not the smartest person on the planet. Amen? I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But you know what? God will make you wise. Amen? God will make you wise. But you know what? When you look at, at wisdom, do you know what? This generation is the most informed generation that has ever been on the face of planet Earth. We have access to everything. How many of you like Google? Yeah, you, you can find out about anything at the touch of a button. You can sit in the comfort of your own home and you can find out basically about anything. Just, just you know, going away and Google there and just typing away and off you go. And it's amazing. I always do it. You see if I'm sitting watching films or something, I, I end up just sitting... Looking up about the film, I like to know, do you know what the rating was of the film? I looked who's in the film. You know, I go and, I go and look up at how old they are and everything I'm looking at. Do you know what, uh, what's their life like? What was their childhood like? I go on to Wikipedia and I'm, the film's going, but I'm away in my own wee world looking people up. Because I want to know about their life when, it, when it, you know, whoever's acting. And I get sidetracked. But it's amazing, you can find out so much about people. Just sitting on your phone or sitting on your laptop or your, your, your iPad or whatever. You can just sit there and you can find out so much. But you know what? We're the most informed generation. And there's a tendency when people know a lot to trust in it. Amen? We're so educated, but we're so educated, I always say, beyond our intellect. We're educated to the point in this generation where it's okay to abort. That's okay. We're educated. We're, we, we, we are smarter than God. There's not even a God anymore. We came from monkeys. We came from slime. You know, it's, it's incredible. It takes more faith to believe that. So I, I, I actually coming up, up the road tonight, I was looking at the mountain ranges and I myself and Donna were talking about the mountains, just the way the sun was shining on the mountains. And I'm telling you, it's a better picture than any artist could ever paint or any artist could ever draw. And we see that every day. And you know what it is? It's the glory of our God. And yet, in our generation, people can be so smart in themselves. But the Bible says that's a trap where people start to trust in their own intellect. Amen? Do you know what? Even if you're not smart tonight, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But you know what? I don't believe that's a disadvantage to walk with God. Amen? Amen? God can take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God can take the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. God can do it. And you know why he does it? He does it to show himself off and display that look at what I can do through this person that you've rejected or who this world thinks nothing of. 
But God can take someone who doesn't have it all together and make a multi-millionaire out of that person. God can take someone who hasn't got a notion and you know what? And cause them to succeed, invent something. Cause them to prosper in life. Cause them to be great in some arena in life. Amen? Because, and, and the Bible says God will do it that he gets the glory. Amen? Actually, Tyler was making fun of me tonight in the way up. Making fun of me because I was saying of the Premier League. What was I calling it? The Premiership. And he was saying it's not the Premiership, it's the Premier League now. And you know what I say? Oh, it doesn't make any difference. It's a Premiership. My dad would say Division 1. Basically the same thing. But you know what? He's, he's 10 and he, he's sitting looking all of these things up and he's more informed now in some of these things than I am. But you know what, for all of us, it doesn't matter how informed we are in our generation, don't put trust in your knowledge. Now that doesn't mean to say don't get an education. Get the best education you can get. Encourage your kids to go on and do well. But don't trust in it. That's the key. Make the Lord your confidence. I found this out. There's, there's situations you can get yourself in in life and you haven't a clue how to get out of them, but God knows how to get out of them. Amen. You don't have to have it all together. The Bible says in, in Corinthians, it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, Jesus is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Make Jesus your wisdom and you'll be smarter than anyone. We always pray over our kids that they'll be like Daniel, ten times smarter. And you can be smarter in, in this world because God gives you wisdom. Do you look at Joseph? God gave Joseph the wisdom to know what to do in Egypt. Amen? Do you know why? Because he walked with him. And if you walk with him, let Jesus be your wisdom. The Bible says that all the treasures, there's treasure in Jesus. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. Amen. Let me tell you, you might know how to get something and it might be beyond you, but if you make Jesus your wisdom, he'll show you how to. Amen. He'll show you how to. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to. This, the, the system can be working against you and Jesus will give you wisdom and you'll, you'll end up above it. But you won't take the credit. You'll say, I didn't put confidence in myself. I've made Jesus my wisdom. I mean, how many of you know there's a lot of smart people who don't make it in life? Yeah? You can have a degree and be a failure in life. You can have 20 degrees and be a failure in life. And you can have no degrees and no Jesus. And you can be a success. Because he'll make you smart. Amen? Make Jesus your wisdom. I say over my life all the time, Jesus, you are my wisdom. And you know the good thing about that is you can receive it. I receive answers. I receive answers to problems that I'm in. Amen. I receive your wisdom. Amen. And then it says here, might. Now, when you talk about might, you know it's talking about warriors. It's talking about people of strength. Now we don't have that per se in this generation where people's running around with a sword down the street. You know, and a big warrior walking down the street. But you know what we do have in this generation? We have celebrities. And we've made gods in our generation out of people like rock stars and music stars and, and film stars and, um, you know, like um, sports stars, all of those kind of things. And there's, there's nothing wrong with doing all of those things. There's nothing wrong with being successful as a musician. There's nothing wrong with being successful in sports. Nothing wrong with it. But you know what? Make Jesus your confidence. I love it when I see people like Kaka. And they write Jesus is Lord and different things on their football boots. 
No, they're not ashamed of Jesus. They're not ashamed to say it was Jesus who gave me this ability. And they have no problem taking their top off at the end of the, the, a match and on their t-shirt might say, Jesus is Lord. Fantastic footballers. And you know what? You can be a fantastic person in business and serve Jesus with all of your heart and glorify Him. Amen? You can, be, you can be the best vet in the country and serve Jesus. You can be the best technician in the country, the best engineer in the country, the best footballer in, in the country and, and, and make sure that Jesus gets the glory in your life. Amen? Because it's not about how strong or how mighty we are. It's about knowing Him. And many of you know the grace of God will cause you to abound in life. The Bible says the grace of God will cause you to super abound. Amen? Grace will cause you to abound in life. Amen? Not just abound, but super abound. And I tell you, make Jesus your confidence. Pursue your career, but pursue Him above all. And he'll make you abound in life. And the other one here is wealth. Many times people trust in their wealth. Amen. They trust in it. There's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with having abundance. Just don't trust in it. Amen. I'm telling you, God knows how to meet all of our needs. If any's ever been in a situation you don't know how to meet your need, but I'm telling you, God knows how to meet your need. Amen. And he'll meet your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I know, I know for me, there's things I'm believing God for that are beyond me. They're beyond me, but they're not beyond Him. Amen? And when they happen in my life, I won't be able to take credit for it. He will. The Bible says here, get to know God. And make God your, what? Make, it, make Him your confidence. Amen? The Bible says um, as well, it says, some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. But who are we to trust in? We're to trust in our God. Amen. And really what that's saying is don't trust in your own might. You know, I, 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 was, I was looking at several stories during the week in the scriptures. And I was looking at scriptures. You know, you know like in, people who gamble and whatever and, you know, play cards and whatever. You know, you know, there's a term that you use where the cards are stacked against you. You know that term? And what that simply means is someone has shuffled the, the deck a certain way and it's actually stacked against you but I want you to know even if the cards are stacked against you and you make God your confidence God will turn that around for your good Amen, Amen. He'll turn that around for your good in actual fact anytime the, the cards are stacked against you just turn around and declare this is a setup. Amen. Amen God's going to turn this around for my good you know, there's Danny is like only fools and horses. Yes. You know, I, I love only fools and horses. And you know, there, there's an episode there where Del Boy had this double, double-headed coin. You remember that there? But they were playing, uh, they were playing cards in that game, or in that episode. And Boise was, um, Boise was fiddling the cards. But you know, right at the very end of the episode, Del Boy actually he was fiddling his cards as well. And he actually, he won, won the game that won everything. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go out and play poker or something. <laughs> and go out and gamble. What I'm saying is, the cards can be stacked against you. 
But I'm telling you, God knows how to turn everything around for your good. God knows how to just say this is a trap. In actual fact, this is actually going to turn out in your favor. And what I'm saying is when you make God your confidence, some people trust in how much stuff they have or trust in their might and their strength and their wisdom. But you'd be smarter to trust in God because God can take anything and turn it around. God can say this might be stacked against you, but this is a setup. Amen. And there's loads of stories like that in, in, the, in the Word of God. Loads of them. The, there's a story where, you know, um, J- Jonathan and his armor bearer attacked a garrison of Philistines. Two men outnumbered because they believed that God was with them. And when they attacked them, if you read the story, there's a knock-on effect. It's just like a knock-on effect. And God sent a shockwave right through them. And they, they were outnumbered. And it started with them attacking 20 men. But it actually sent a shockwave right through the army. And it, it, it brought confusion in the camp. But you know what? That was the odds stacked against you. But two men had confidence in God and said, God can save by many or God can save by few. And here's the reality of it. God doesn't need you to have it all together. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be that smart. You just need to make Jesus your strength. You just need to make Jesus your wisdom. And just just lean on him. Live in his strength. Live in his confidence every day. Amen. There's, there's loads of stories like that. Jehoshaphat, outnumbered, outnumbered by kings. And what did God say? The God, God said, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's. And we need to get to that place where we stop fighting the fight. Amen. How many of you know the fight's already won? Amen. It's already won. Do you know our job? Our job is to show up in faith, praising. Amen. When, a, when all hell comes against you and the, and, and, and the cards are stacked against you and life stacked against you, you make the Lord your confidence. And you say, the battle's not mine, the battle's his. Put it over on God. He knows how to fight it better than you. Amen. He knows how to work every situation out better than you. You just trust him and you know what to do? Start to praise him. Amen. Start to praise him. Start to declare, you know what? Praise you the Lord. His mercy endures forever and forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever and forever. And you know what happened there again? God said ambushments and it caused a trigger effect. Amen. Caused a trigger effect. Many know the story of Gideon. Yeah. Gideon had an army of 32,000. And God said, it's too big because if you win this, you will think it's you. And what do you want to, God windled the army down and said, anybody that's afraid, go home. Amen. So they went home. You know how many left? 22,000 people left. You're standing there with 10,000 and God says, it's still, still too many because you will think it's you. Do you see, God can save by many or God can save by few. It's not a big deal. And many know you and God's a majority. Absolutely. Amen. And it was windled right down to 300. And you know, again, God brought a great victory. God, and there was confusion in the enemy's camp. Amen. Confusion. Did I say Abraham there? Abraham won a great victory with 318 servants. Amen. Outnumbered. Totally outnumbered. Um, Saul tried to have David killed. And he said, Saul said to David, you know, I, I'm going to give you one of my daughters for your wife. But he said, you know, I don't want a diary. But what I do want is I want you to go and, and he said to take back a um, hundred Phil- Philistines um, foreskins. That was 
We'll just, we'll just quote the scripture and move on from there, okay? <laughs> but, you know, he sent them out, outnumbered, because he wanted David to be killed. But you know what? That, it was a setup. But I'm telling you, God had a setup as well. Amen. God turned it around. The cards were stacked against him. And David went out and instead of, of killing a hundred men, David killed two hundred. And he did it in God's strength. And when he came back, Saul was afraid of David because he knew God must be with this man. Amen. I'm telling you, God can turn any situation in your life around. It doesn't matter where the odds are against you. Make the Lord your confidence. Get to know him. Amen. Get to know him. Get to know him. Jesus. We'll finish here tonight. But Jesus. Jesus went to um, his hometown. Remember whenever he went to his hometown after he was baptized in the Jordan and he declared, he stood up and he read and he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. But you know what the people did? They celebrated in his hometown. They did all right. You know what they did? They took him out and wanted to throw him off a cliff. Jesus was outnumbered. But the Bible says Jesus just hid himself and walked through the midst of them. And again, Jesus was outnumbered. But you know what? He wasn't defeated. Amen? He was outnumbered. When Jesus went to the cross, he was alone. But I'm telling you, it was the greatest setup. Amen? It was the greatest setup ever to take place. And I'm telling you, God raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. And what was meant to be the destruction in the enemy's eyes and in, uh, and, and, um, the eyes of the Romans and the eyes of, the, of the, the, the religious leaders, they thought they were finishing Jesus off, but it was actually a setup. Amen. It was a setup. When Jesus comes back in Revelations 19, the Bible says all, all the, the enemies and the kings of the earth, they're going to come to Jerusalem. And you know what? They're, they're trying to destroy the Jewish nation. And the Bible says there'll be kings and there'll be warriors, there'll be captains, there'll be the military might will come. But the Bible says Jesus is going to return and he's going to speak a sharp two-edged sword out of his mouth. And you know what? He is not outnumbered. He's going to defeat them all. Where the Bible says the blood will flow to the horse's bridle. Amen? How many know... When you're on Jesus' side and he's on your side, you are never at a disadvantage. Never. Amen? After Jesus destroys them, there's going to be the, the, uh, the Satan, the Bible says, is going to be bound for a thousand years. And Jesus is going to set up a kingdom for a thousand years. And at the end of it, the Bible says that Satan will be loose for a short time. And again, he's going to go about deceiving again. It's amazing he can be bound up for a thousand years and still hasn't changed. Hasn't changed a bit. But what he's going to do is he's going to come and try to really last, his last attempt to try and destroy the things of God. And I want you to see how easy it is for God. God just rained down fire and that was the end of it. Amen? That was it. All I'm saying is this. When it looks like the odds are stacked against you, when it looks like you've got a bad hand, don't trust in yourself. Or if you have success, don't trust in yourself. Amen? Some people trust in themselves themselves when they have success. That I got me here. Other people, when things go wrong, they trust in themselves that I can get myself out of this. No, I'm not going to trust in the flesh. I'm going to trust in the Lord.